3: Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here's your host, Sally A. Curtis. Thank you for
1: joining us for another episode. And we're going to be sharing once again today on New Beginnings. I've got some fabulous guests to share with you today. Uh, I've got Lauren Crest, who is the business scientist. And I have Keith Lightfoot, um, who's uh, going to be joining us to talk about uh, Don't Let Your Dreams Die Inside of You. And of course, first up this morning with me is uh, Lauren, who's going to be sharing and chatting with us about vulnerability and expo, expo, uh, digging into some of that with me today. So let me give you a little bit of a background on uh, on Lauren. Lauren and I met uh, through LinkedIn, as actually Keith and I did as well. And as you'll get to experience in a moment, we instantly clicked into a storm of excitement and alignment. Um, and Lauren Cress is a content creator, an interview host, a thought leadership coach helping clever people bring their personal brands to life with compelling audiovisual stories. On top of that, she's also a podcaster, YouTuber, virtual MC, and a media commentator. And here are some of the wise words uh, that Lauren has shared with me since our, our connection and since we've been chatting as it relates to content and uh, the strength of being vulnerable. So, as I said, these are her wise words. So, when it comes to creating compelling content that resonates with our ideal clients, many entrepreneurs, coaches and consultants are under the impression that they must share their greatest successes and present their perfect image to the marketplace. And I know we've all seen that. But nothing could actually be further from the truth. In order to truly connect with our clients and build a profile as a thought leader, we must be prepared to share our failures, our struggles, and have the courage to be vulnerable with our audience. Because the fact of the matter is, the world doesn't need more content, but it does need more connection. So stay with us as we both explore the strengths of vulnerability and the true purpose of content marketing. So Lauren, thank you very much and welcome. How are you?
0: G'day Sally. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm excited about chatting with you today. How are you doing?
1: I, as I messaged you this morning, are both excited and terrified at the same time, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren, tell good me a side. little bit. Of, I know, I know, <laughs> how good. Um, so tell me a little bit about the new beginnings that you've been embarking on and the struggles that have led you to there.
0: Well, Sally, so I've been in business for just over four years now running my own kind of, it was content marketing, then it kind of evolved into brand strategy. And like you say, now I'm kind of embarking on something really new. uh, And I think that's, you know, this is why we click straight away Mm -hmm. as well, right? Is in that kind of, I guess one of the things that I realized that I've been doing over the last four years is really trying to like, sort of prove my worth, like, look at all these great things I'm doing and look how fantastic this is. And then I remember coming across this, um, this video, this interview that Brene Brown had done uh, with Inc. And she said, the first thing that we seek out in other people is vulnerability and openness but it's the last thing that we want to share ourselves and i was like mm. oh how ironic is that right like mm. and i mean i could certainly relate to it i imagine you can too right like it's this it's this kind of thing i think especially as an entrepreneur as a small business owner we kind of can feel that, that imposter syndrome, that sense of, am I really good enough? And as a result, that insecurity actually shines through in our content instead of our excitement. And also, you know, the the struggles that we have. So for me, like, you know, you asked me about my struggles, I had a business partner, uh, that didn't go well. I had lots of offers to the market that just went absolutely nowhere. I had, this debt that you know I've just gotten to the point where I've nearly paid off now. Uh, so financially, I you know I always had issues and I always struggled, uh, and then I kind of I think one of the big things for me was that I was insecure about you know. Identifying what my strengths and weaknesses were, so instead of going, you know what, I'm not good at this, but I am really good at this, I was kind of going, oh no, I can kind of do everything. I can kind of do everything, and then, am I good enough if I <laughs> if I can do everything, you know? And so once I kind of knuckled down and went, okay, what is it that I really love? What is it that I really want to do? And what is it that I can show up and and really provide value for others? Uh, it kind of helped me to focus in on on what I'm doing now, which is which is helping thought. Leaders bring their story to life in a way that they can be vulnerable and uh, as well.
1: Perfect. And I, I must agree with you. I think the the openness, happy to be open, and I, I share a lot and say at the front of the room, I'm an open book, happy for you to ask me questions. And then we get into sort of some of those more intimate conversations. But the fact around being vulnerability, and that's where that, oh my gosh, I'm a bit excited and scared at the same time today, because it's not an area that many, um, it's not a place that we like to start.
0: No, exactly. And I mean, you know, I, I think the way that we kind of showcase this, Sally, is actually by sharing this ourselves. So what I really want to ask you is, is that same question, like, for you in your journey, what have been some of the, the struggles that have led you to where you are now?
1: Yeah, good question. So for me, um, I'm often share often talk about the the reinventions. Very much like you've got uh, gone along is, you know, I started um, the business, um, my the version of the business um, twelve years ago, and then back then the business was around uh, teaching and training people around how to network, um, and then it sort of evolved as I have. So I'm always sharing the story of of the evolution um, of Sally as as well as the business. Um, but yeah, f- offers to market I talked to the community about you know we launch uh, lots of programs um, and they do fail you know if they flatline it's fail forward fast so cut those um, as a result of that um, failing forward fast and spinning plates and trying to determine what the strengths and weaknesses were very much like you um, had some um, big financial issues as far as the dips and the highs you've got really really great highs but when the dips hit um, the dips hit and you you know you go to the wheat bix and the milk or Whatever is root, or the baked beans on toast, or whatever those sorts of scenarios are, Um, and just having. you've talked about partners i've had uh, life partners that perhaps haven't been the co- quite the right mix and sort of taken me off track or listened to the wrong advice because i thought they were the expert because i wasn't working to my own inner genius i was seeking things outside of myself and i see that as a lot of uh, a lot of in a lot of entrepreneurs as well you know that that self validation outside of ourselves which actually doesn't always lead us on the right path
0: it makes me think of uh, you know like when you look at when you look at success in the in the context of failure. I think it also becomes more meaningful, right?
3: So um, you know
0: when you can when you can talk about yeah, I went through these struggles and I went through this sort of hardship, but it led me to where I am now. And then we kind of can share a little bit about. You know, and now here's what I'm doing and here's what I'm excited about and the opportunities and the success. It suddenly has so much more meaning as well, right? You know, like it makes me think of that show, The Voice. So mm. on The Voice, they'd always, they always show that backstory. They always show, like, this is what this particular, before this singer gets on stage and you just see how amazing they are, we're going to tell you about the struggle they had with, you know, their mother dying of cancer or we're going to show you how they were bullied at school. Like these, these, this person went through and in a way that success is sort of like a lifeblood for them and it suddenly has so much more meaning to it right like uh, do, do you know what I mean yeah it makes more sense it's like the success suddenly it's like oh, this person has overcome hardships and I'm going through hardships as well, instead of us seeing sort of the shiny nice product at the end and being sort of envious and going, oh, Mm. you know, I just want to be there. Like, uh, to to quote another thing from from Brene Brown, she says, like, you can't skip Act 2. You can't skip that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But we all want (laughs) to.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Let's skip Act 2 and Act 3 and Act 4. Let's just get to the gold crown. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Totally right. So, I mean, the other thing I think, um, you know, that I'd like uh, for you, Sally, is like what you're doing now, like what, you know, with this radio show, for instance, like what inspired you to do it? Because I imagine it wasn't just a monetary thing or a brand thing. What was sort of underlying that?
1: ah now this was actually a penny drop moment after i'd actually said yes to it so i do tend to have the uh, that leap of faith the ability and work it out uh, work it out afterwards uh-huh. so when i was in my uh, the backstory, uh, when i was in my 20s uh, i thought that i would be jet setting around the world doing connecting parties. So um, so being the networker and the natural networker, I find opportunities and create opportunities for others through connecting, which is why I love LinkedIn so much and why we've connected and why I've connected with Keith as well. So I envision that I would be able to fly around the world, put on these parties and uh, magic would happen in the room for all of the guests. Um, you know, reality, re- reality checks it uh, comes into play. You start a family, you realize that business is a little bit different to that um, and And, you know, those dreams dive within inside you potentially um, so for me when I actually said yes to the radio station um, and I realized it was go- global and like you're in Sydney I'm in uh, Adelaide South Australia Keith's in New Zealand and we're sharing these stories with people in, in America and you know several other uh, countries in Australia etc I actually dawned on me that I actually do now have that opportunity to connect like-minded people to stories to create an impact. Um, so for me, um, it wasn't a, I saw, I saw the radio show as an opportunity. So I seized it, um, as it came up and it was an opportunity that came through LinkedIn. Um, and I just j- jumped in boots and all that's me. But then I had the epiphany afterwards that that is something that I had always wanted to do. I'm just doing it in a different format now.
0: It's really interesting, isn't it? Cause I think mm. this is something that's come up. With, you know, with COVID as well, like I think a lot of people are realising that, hang on, maybe this way of doing things, you know, because we've been forced to Mm. kind of isolate and because we've been, it's sort of been, I think the silver lining of it is that then it's like, it's pushed us to be creative and innovative go. I still get that connection because that is a human drive like we want to connect with other people and I think what we're seeing now and this this sort of brings this back to to what you were reading out at the beginning right is like content and doing this is actually the way that we can still have that connection mm. that we crave so much and I just think it's so awesome that you're doing what you're doing because people need to hear those stories and I think mm. most importantly People need to hear us saying things like, well, it didn't all start great. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> It was hard.
1: It was hard. Yeah, absolutely. I remember being um, at an event here locally in Adelaide um, and it was called Entrepreneurs' War Stories. So it had a huge number of attendants, which was the first indication that people were wanting the real uh, real stories. And I remember uh, Maggie Beers sitting there and uh, the one comment that she said, yes, I'm a, um, I'm a 40-year overnight success. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, love it. Uh, because we're not uh, an overnight success, everything that we've done to date accumulates to where we are now. Um, and the, we prove our worth by helping people understand the steps that we've taken and creating the re- relatability back that we. it's not all perfect but, and that they can do it too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's sort of like that, that shininess at the end is – I actually, so last year I was doing a show – Uh, where I always ask people about, like, to to debunk a myth, right? So, I talk Mm -hmm. to a lot of entrepreneurs and I'd be like, let's debunk, like, one big myth on the show, one prominent myth in your industry. And one that popped up time and time again was that myth of the overnight success. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's sort of like a rife uh, myth in society, right? It's just, Mm. like, people think, Oh, well, that's it. like that person. I suddenly heard about them, and they don't see the years and years of work that that went into it. I want to I want to kind of ask you another question about your your struggle, if that's okay, Sally. Absolutely. Um, so when you talked about sort of like that, you know, as you were going through, you you've had all these sort of failures along the way, and then you thought that you know things would be this way, and they. Is there one sort of big? thing that sticks out to you is there like one sort of moment where you're like that kind of low point that acted as a catalyst for you to move forward was it several like what did that look like for you
1: I would say there's been several um and it's been it's been a repeating pattern uh for me so I remember uh, one of my coaches probably 10 years ago saying to me Sally Sally stop studying um Strategies study yourself so in other words study yourself 95% of the time and uh, strategies 5% of the time and every time I've gone back to doing that and understanding myself more and digging deep and unpacking the Sally um, I've then had uh, success uh, or fast growth after that so I think for me the, the biggest myth is it's not about yes strategy is important but you can't find the right strategy unless you know yourself well enough. So, one of the things that I help clients with a lot is they'll go, oh, you know, I've been told I need to do this sort of marketing or I need to do this sort of business development and I can see straight away that it's not aligned to who they are are or how they operate. So, therefore, they're not consistent. Now, I mentioned a client because I can then see the mirror reflection of why those things and those times didn't work for me when I was focusing on the guru at the front of the room, the expert external to me's ideas and not taking some of those ideas and making them my own in my own way. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it really resonates with me as well. Like I I, this is literally what I've just gone through in the last, you know, I'm earlier on in my in my business journey than than you are obviously. and it was sort of like, you know I used to work as a strategist, so I've always turned to strategy mm. as like that's that's what I need to do. I can I can strategize my way out of this. And it wasn't until I went, hang on, I need to actually really get alignment here. I actually really need to think about what the hell I actually want to do. <laughs> you know, Mm. because what I was doing was actually building my brand in a direction that I wasn't enthusiastic about, that I wasn't interested in. And for me, where it really clicked was when I started looking out into the world and going, who are the people that I really admire and look up to? You know, Mm. which maybe it sounds like an obvious thing, but I kept like seeing all these ads for like, you should be like this and you should be like this and that kind of FOMO thing. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. I need to, I need to get my funnel right. I need to do this. And I was like, but I'm not going to want to really market this if it's not actually what I really want to do. And I can't work out what I really want to do unless I know who I am, you know? Mm. So it's like that. I, I was one of those people who had that like real existential angst, you know, at university and stuff. I was like, why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? But you know the the strategy and stuff. I think once we have that alignment, it's a lot easier for us to kind of go into that and go, "Oh, okay." Like now I can do the strategy stuff because I actually know what it is I want to do.
1: Mm, but the, the how, work, how bit is easy.
0: The the how bit is easy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it can be <laughs> it can be tricky, but it's not that same kind of. Um, you know, like there's still trial and error and experimentation, I think, but there's not that kind of like, what like what am I actually working for? And I think what we're seeing during this this COVID and this kind of pause is a lot of people are turning around and actually having the time to go, is this what I even want? You know, mm. is this is this what I I really want to do with my life? So. Absolutely. I, I realise we've only got a few minutes left, but I, I kind of feel like, you know, it'd be really interesting to talk a little bit more, a little bit more about like once you have that alignment, what that looks like. So for you, like, did you find? How did you feel once you kind of found that alignment and that confidence to to pursue what you're pursuing now?
1: I think uh, if it, co- it comes back to a fr- um, phrase the simplest uh, to, to be um grateful and to see the simplicity in things and s- many of us over and I just, let me backtrack on that many of us overcomplicate what we're trying to do or it feels complicated and it often feels complicated when we don't have that full alignment and that's why i'm uh, why i mentioned the how when we have that alignment we have that understanding we settle into the essence of who we really are and what we're really here to do the the struggle of the how and the complicatedness sort of almost falls away and we just settle into what i'm going to call flow and it just enables us to move forward so for me um and it almost feels like a weight's been lifted off when it when it suddenly hits you. You you can go, wow, that you have that wow, that epiphany. That's it. That's how I need to move forward. So for me, I've had several um, spins of that, and I think that also is an evolutionary process. So for me, um, with the content creation and the the work that I do with clients, it just feels like ease. It feels effortless. But the journey of getting to that effortless was not, if that makes sense. So it just feels effortless. It feels right. You're able to serve people easily. You can serve more people because, um, it's easier. It's effortless. Does that it's answer your question?
0: Of, yeah, it's sort of like like I'm I'm so that so hits me like the same way in that sense of like, I, I kind of now look at what I'm doing and it's like. I look forward to phone calls. I look forward to chatting with people. Mm. I don't even have to think about how I'm selling stuff, you know. Like you know, they mm. you have your sales scripts. And you but I'm like, I'm just really excited about what I'm doing, and I know it's valuable. And mm. it's like when you have that confidence, all of a sudden, it's not like oh no, I have to pick up a phone, uh, you yeah. know a phone call from someone or it's it's, it's different. It's so it's so amazing. <laughs>
1: And it oozes out of you naturally <laughs> as opposed to being forced or scripted, etc. And I think that's a key thing um, that re- is really valuable for everybody to know. The sales process, gets e- it becomes easy. It's really natural for you. People want to buy because they get it. They understand it. They see it. They feel it in you because you radiate it.
0: It's like people are like, I don't know, even know what you're selling, but I think I need four of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because your energy is just so contagious. And it's the same with content, right? Like when we're speaking from that place, it it has a completely different feel. Like humans are very good at picking up, you know, authenticity. They're very good at picking up like our desperation if we're desperate for a sale. Um, But when it's sort of like, I love that what you said, like about flow, when it's just, you're just in flow. It's sort of like everything you create, everything you do is going to come from that sort of core mission that, mm. that you have that aligns with your, your purpose.
1: And I would say that, that that becomes the grace of you.
0: I love that. The grace of you. Yeah, I love that. I love that.
1: Got <laughs> to write that down, hadn't I? <laughs>
0: I just realized the time of like, I feel like we could keep talking for like another hour.
1: Absolutely, which is what we often have done. So that's been beautiful. So let me ask you a question because this I'll just say this is a demonstration, however, how a really good interviewer flips the process. Um, And, of course, this is uh, very much Lauren's inner genius is interviewing people and helping them get the gold out of their stories to enable them to help uh, create content from a place of ease and flow. So how can people get in contact with you and chat so, further.
0: So probably the easiest thing to do, Sally, and, and thank you for that, um, is to just go on LinkedIn. If you look up Lauren Cress, it's with a K. It's spelled a bit weird. Everything everyone thinks it's with a C. Uh, you know, reach out to me there, connect with me, let me know that you heard about me on Sally's show. Uh, or you can head over to Laurencrest.com as well.
1: Fantastic. And any last little nuggets of insight uh, that you would share very quickly from a new beginning? What's what's a, g- a gold nugget tip that you could give to somebody?
0: Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is like, it goes back to what you said, Sally, like the first step is getting to know yourself. Everything comes from that. So if you you feel like you know yourself, awesome then you need to start putting yourself out there. If you kind of are like, oh, I don't know what that means, it might be an opportunity for you now to sit there and go, okay, I actually might go and either chat with someone, you know, like reach out to someone who works in that sort of life coaching or therapy space or it could also be a self-reflection piece where you start journaling, you start looking at how you think about things and the stories that you're telling yourself about, you know, things like lacking confidence or things like, I don't mm. really know. Like, asking yourself questions is actually a really good way to do that, right? Like, mm. write down questions for yourself. What is it I want to do? And when you're in that flow state, you could be really surprised at what comes out as a result of just, just asking yourself some questions about about life. So I know that's two, but, but that would be yep, sort of my, absolutely. My advice. Absolutely. P-
1: perfect. Writing down questions and interviewing yourself. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much, Lauren. I appreciate everything that you've shared with us today. And folks, we're just about to go to a quick break before I introduce Keith Lightfoot to you all. Thank you so much.
3: Wow. What great tips and strategies already, but stay tuned for even more inspiration. We are taking a quick break and Sally will be right back with more of Success Secrets Exposed.
2: Have you ever dreamed of having your own radio show? Well, W4CY Radio makes dreams come true. You can be a radio personality on the number one ranked
0: internet radio station in West Palm Beach, Florida. We can be heard in 105 countries and all U.S. states. Promote your business. Earn up to 10000 per month and more. It's all up to you. Have fun and be heard. Call 561-506-4031.
2: That's 561-506-4031. Start your radio show now.
3: Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. You're listening to W4WN Radio, the Women for Women Network, brought to you live by the Talk4 Media Network at w4wn.com, connecting and empowering women around the globe. Hello, listeners. It's time for more Secrets Exposed. So let's continue to move you forward to your success. Once again, here's your host, Sally A. Curtis.
1: Welcome back and welcome, Keith. How are you?
2: Doing fantastic, Sally. How are you going at your end of the world?
1: Yeah, very well, thank you. I'm super excited to be able to share some of stories following on from our conversation we've just had with Lauren today as well. So let me um, do an official introduction. And again, as we mentioned earlier, Keith and I met through uh, LinkedIn and have had an, a, a fantastic chat previously. So Keith um, is a speaker, an author, a songwriter and a teacher. Uh, Keith says, unlike many speakers, I am not enabling people to build wealth. I am enabling people to feel worthy and capable. Equally with my teaching, I'm not delivering new information. I'm focusing on unlocking the learning already present in the student to enable the learner to feel worthy and capable. He's a fellow of the IT Professionals in New Zealand, a member of New Zealand Association of Positive Psychology, and a qualified adult tutor in communication literacy, numeracy, and digital fluency. And I'm so glad I got that out without getting tongue-tied. <laughs> so thank you, Keith. I know um, we've ha- we, you're going to share some wonderful uh, stories with us. And the, the very first one that I'd love to a uh, question that I'd love to ask you to get some of that inspired stories is what was the story or the tipping point that enabled you to create your new beginning? And then I'll probably get you to share some of the new beginnings you've helped others create. So what was your um, catalyst for your new beginning?
2: Sure, happy to share that with you. I just want to say, first of all, I was listening obviously to the talk you had with Lauren before and I could have Mm. just let you guys talk a great deal longer. That was excellent. I wrote down quite a few things out of that. I got down unpacking the Sally, which I thought was a wonderful statement. Yes. I'm going to Use that. I'll substitute your name for mine. So thank you for that. I like Fabulous. Grace and you. I thought that was good. And I mm. also like the uh, Lauren's tip about interviewing yourself, formally interviewing yourself. She sounds really lovely, actually.
1: Yes, you two probably must connect. So I shall organise that for you both.
2: That'd be fantastic. So in answer to your question, I know we have limited time. So thanks for letting me appear on the show and on the network. It's it's great. We, You and I had quite a long chat following our LinkedIn initial visit, and mm-hmm. we connected straight away, hence the reason that we're chatting now. So, yeah, my, many people in the world uh, say that their mother was the tipping point or the reason that they are where they are today, and I think that's entirely true. Mm -hmm. If you read Martin P. Seligman's book on learned optimism, he talks about how you develop your explanatory style. I realized that was far too many syllables in one sentence, so I'll just take that back a bit. And so he talks about the fact that the most influential person on your life during your foundation years is your mother. Mm -hmm. And that certainly was the case with me. And then later on in my life, um, she was the tipping point. So I went down a path of uh, IT Career programmer, analyst, manager, all of those wonderful things. Climbed the corporate ladder, found myself at the top of the ladder looking extraordinarily important <laughs> with, my, with my company car and my suit and my, my staff and all those things. It was so exciting. And I was still quite young. And my beautiful mother, whose name was Mary. In fact, it still is Mary. My beautiful mother, I had a wonderful relationship with her. She was very influential in my life. And she developed cancer as a result of smoking for her entire life, and so whether you know who knows, but that's what happened. So she worked till she was sixty, retired at sixty, and died at sixty-two, which is not uncommon—eighteen months Mm -hmm. to two years after retirement. And I'm sure many people who are listening have been to a hospice and seen the person they love. Lying there, slowly deteriorating, and it actually looks like the skin has been painted into their bones or into their skeleton. It's the most horrific experience to go Mm. through, for them and for you. And so she got to the point where they took her false teeth out because no longer fitted. They're dabbing her lips with lemon and water, and she could only whisper and just lie there essentially and wait to die. I used to go and visit her in my suit in my company car and thinking I was doing great things with my career, and I'm sure I was. And she used to whisper to me, hello, Keith, and hello, Mum, how you going, and stuff. And then this particular night, without warning, I was about to leave, and she called me over to her bed to come even closer, and, Keith, Keith, yes, Mum, yes, you know, I've got to go home now, I'm extremely important, and I'm busy here, and I'll come back and see you tomorrow, Keith, yes, Mum,
1: Keith, don't
2: die with your dreams inside you.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and then she died that night so as far as i know they were the final words she ever spoke simply the final words ever to me Mm -hmm. and that really threw me off on a really interesting tangent sally i mean why would your mother say those words to you as opposed to you i love you you're great um whatever she might say why say keith don't die with your dreams inside you i decided two things out of that one she had a whole bunch that hadn't been fulfilled and two She could see her silly son doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to uh, pursue a different path. um, And that came about through the story of discovering in her house four or five months later, discovering in her house a very well-worn and read copy of Think and Grow Rich, one of the original versions, which had been sellotaped together many times, and she apparently had read it many times. And probably felt frustrated that she couldn't do anything with her life or felt she couldn't at that point in time. This was quite a long time ago, of course. Mm. And so she read that and um, I got a hold of it uh, a few months after this words was spoken to me. read the book and uh, quit my job pretty much instantaneously and started my own business, which was an IT business back then. Started digesting and swallowing positive psychology books, motivational books, inspirational books, Dale Cantigy books, any of the book I could get my hands on. Went completely crazy. Went off like a missile with no guidance. A lot of people got hurt when the afterburner was turned on. When you turn your afterburner on, two things happen. A lot of people get incinerated if they stand behind you. Secondly, the other thing happens you, when you turn an afterburner on, you use all the fuel very quickly. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you end up uh, getting sick through glandular fever. You end up um, making all sorts of mistakes and just having a go. And as Lauren said before, you end up in a place where most people don't know you've ever been because you got there and ended up living in a, in a sack cloth trying to work out how to pay your rent. But, man, you had a lot of motivational books and you were doing great. And so, oh,
3: I
1: so hear you on those ones. Yes, absolutely. It, it, the stories it, it, behind the stories behind the stories.
3: <laughs>
2: yep. And so that's what I did. And um, as I say, a lot of mistakes were made. But as the guy from Nike said uh, recently on one of my speed videos, I happened to come across the CEO of Nike, original CEO. Hey, a wonderful statement. I found this book where they interviewed all these CEOs about mm. tell me the secret of success. And they all had almost like a whole page to say. And this mm. person had one little chapter, like two, two sentences to say, what's the secret of success? And this person said, you need to fail more often because the only time you need to succeed is the last time you try.
1: Oh, wow. Can you repeat that for our listeners, please?
2: You need to fail more often because the only time you need to succeed is the last time you try. Beautiful. That just blew me away. But why mm. that's so true? Because people do when they see success... You know, when they see success in people and they say, well, they, you know, like as Lauren was saying, or you were saying, overnight success for 40 years. Mm. And they, when they see, oh, it's all right for you. Oh, okay. You're successful. Oh, okay. That was quick. They mm. don't know that the other 432 times you almost gave up.
1: Mm, exactly.
2: It's
1: amazing. Very, very true. Absolutely is. So can you share some of the, and I know we talked about uh, what what you're doing now and how you're helping people as it relates uh, to the work that you do now. Can you tell us some of the, either some of the struggles that you've seen people overcome or some of the examples of what they've done uh, through talking uh, with you and being inspired by you? Sure can. Yeah, beautiful.
2: Okay, here we go. There's a lot to cram into a few minutes, so I'll try and keep my voice to a reasonable <laughs> pattern of speed, because otherwise we could erase off on a tangent. Uh, yeah, what I've done is uh, a lot of speaking in various locations, uh, and a lot of it for free. When you're a speaker, you have highs and lows of speaking fees, and that's mm. always exciting. And if you can make a difference to one person, that's great. So, you know, 30, 40 years of reading really motivational books, speaking, doing stuff, writing books, all that kind of drama. And then more lately, I uh, got involved in doing talks on depression, anxiety, and suicide. I know you're not supposed to use the word suicide, but it's a fact. And so got involved in that in 2014, started doing talks on that around New Zealand and some in America. And they have proved to be beneficial for a lot of people. And so you know, I feel very blessed and humbled about that. And then more lately, again, got involved into adult tutoring, had to go back to school, in a very late part of life to fulfill that dream, to get qualified to do the teaching, and have managed to work alongside a lovely lady called Sarah Sewell that I believe you're interviewing at some point. Absolutely. One, a wonderful lady. Yep, wonderful lady. And so her and I have co-developed a, a methodology called Unlock the Learning, and we're very excited about that. We've discovered all the things that you already know, Sally. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a person who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and... People have all the stuff inside them that they lack self-worth. They lack the belief that they know anything, can do anything. I because mean, they just had it drummed into them either by themselves, their parents, relatives, neighbours, school teachers, workmates, school friends, or a teacher. Who knows? But they it becomes them. That's just mm. the way I am, Keith. And so mm. we get them, and we get them into a very um, short time frame. We're allowed to get a hold of them, and uh, on the basis that we're improving their literacy, numeracy, and digital fluency. And then, what we've actually done is we've combined all of the learning that we've done over the years—motivation, inspiration, or the embedded well-being—and we apply that. And in a few short hours, it's actually—it still takes me aback. Actually, mm-hmm. in a few short hours, we're able to unlock the learning that they clearly did comprehend or put into their head during school
3: mm. and then they
2: cleverly blocked it out to match their own belief pattern to show that they couldn't learn anything or didn't they block it off and we managed to unlock those neurotransmitters okay. and those pathways and suddenly they know stuff that they can't believe they know it's and we measure this it's not like a guess we actually measure this with a proper um, government testing system but they come mm. into us for a few hours having gone through maybe 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of their life, I was always useless at school. I didn't do anything. I was hopeless at mass. I'm just no good at English or literacy or anything else. They come to us for a few hours. We apply the methodology. It's all very subtle. They don't know it's being applied. Mm. And so it's all very embedded. And at the end of it, suddenly they know It's stuff.
1: transformed.
2: They are transformed. And it's just, mm. uh, it, I t- it takes me back. It's just it's the most mind-blowing experience to watch. And um and it's quite it's quite an emotional experience for them and for us.
1: And can you give us um a story of one of your participants? I know we've sort of talked about uh, Willie, which is one of your contacts in America, which we'll perhaps circle mm. back to. But if you've got um one of the stories of a participant that's really touched your um your heart as the way he's he's um transformed and unlocked what was inside of him or her.
2: Well, we have numerous of uh, these stories. And funnily, I got mm. one last Tuesday. In fact, this Tuesday is, is only Friday after all. So I was doing a class on Tuesday. And then I spoke with a lady afterwards. And I captured her on video as well. Lovely mm. lady who came along. And I know that her daughter has been to the course previously. So I said to her, how are you finding the course? What do you like best? Things like that, you know. Mm. And she said, it's just the most amazing thing, most amazing experience in my life. My daughter came through this. And she was working in a bar. And then as a result of this program, these few hours that she came, she was promoted to the assistant manager. And now mm. she's a corporate trainer. And, and Wow. I mean, this is ridiculous. And I've then she goosebumps. said to him, she, him, this daughter said to her mother, if you ever got a chance to go to this program, you need to go. And this lady said to me, you know how, Keith, you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, another day at work. Oh, another day at work. Do you know what keeps me going? Tuesday. She said, because I get to see Keith. Oh, I said, that's really nice. Mm -hmm. She said, because I go, Tuesday morning's coming, Tuesday morning's coming. And she said, I come along here, and I am just energized and fired up, and I can take on the world. And that's just, as a story that took place three or four days ago, and we get a lot of those people come up to us the end and saying, you might not have known this, but when I came into your literacy and numeracy program, I was taking antidepressants, Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: I've attempted to take my life more than once, and you haven't spoken once about depression, but I'm just telling you now that I'm now working with my doctor to go off the antidepressants. I've never felt more relaxed, never felt more confident and worthy of myself. And besides all that, I've also improved my literacy and numeracy. So thank you. And you go, what? Mm, mm. I mean, it's just, I mean, I've got Mary to thank for all of this. If Mary hadn't spoken those words to me, then I would be an IT geek, which I still am, in a way. (laughs) Then I would be an an IT geek sitting in an office somewhere with a very big partition or a window, probably been through three or four redundancies, or maybe I'd own Google. Who knows the answer, but, you know, it would be very different.
1: Yeah, instead you're now transforming the lives of others and helping them fulfil their own um, life's purpose and um, become more in touch with who they really are and much more... um, confident and full of their own worth
2: well we all have this lack of self-belief in ourselves don't mm. we we just have it mm.
1: absolutely and you,
2: you know you have it i have it lauren has it and anyone else that's going to appear on your show I mean, what you're doing here's magnificent you're giving people a chance that wouldn't normally get a chance to speak to the world and somewhere out there in the world there could be one person today who hears me and goes oh i quite like that guy and what he said makes sense, and I might look him up or not, or, gee, I really like Lauren, or the Sally lady sounds good, or you don't know, but if one life is touched, then that's enough.
1: That's exactly, and that's just given me goosebumps. That's that's exactly the purpose that I think we're all here collectively to do is just touch uh, as many lives as we can and make a difference, and if it is only just one, it is only just one, but that's what we're here for, so that's beautiful. So how can uh, people get in contact with you best, Keith?
2: I've sent through a little flyer thing for you guys to send out, if you
3: want Mm -hmm, to.
1: Beautiful.
2: And on there, it's got my website. I tend to send people to publicspeaking.co.nz, because most people can spell public speaking. Publicspeaking.co.nz. They just go there, and they can find my email address or my phone number. Uh, If they want to plug into Speed,
1: Speed,
2: short, powerful episodes of enthusiasm and determination, as we call it, And so we started off doing speed episodes, two to three minutes of uh, uplifting videos for people during COVID because I couldn't figure out how to help people and there was a way to do it. And that's kind of accelerated. And now we're on to episode 129. Oh,
1: fantastic.
2: Of of these things. And so, um, and it's been great. I've had some incredible feedback on that. They're free. They're just sitting on. Uh, Facebook, they're on LinkedIn and they're on Spotify in fact. Even on Spotify you can find speed. People are listening to it I notice on Spotify or wherever they're listening to it driving around and I get incredible comments going back. So every day I record one and uh, it just goes out there to the world. So yeah I've also put that into the note I sent you. And I've also offered I've also offered I've never done this before. I've also offered to anyone that hears this and wants it and i've offered a entirely free copy of my book for free entirely in pdf format and i'll send through the book to um, your lovely pa
3: mm-hmm. to distribute
2: so if someone wants a copy of my book for nothing normally about 40 dollars, they can have it for nothing through this show
1: fantastic so um, just to recap with that um, as always um, you can find the resources through our uh, through the blog on the radio station and you'll have all of the relevant links to be able to access uh, the downloads and connect uh, with Keith and Lauren and all of our guests which you can also do through our uh, radio station uh, sorry through our Facebook uh, community as well and you can find all of those links uh, on the radio stations uh website and on their blog now we do have a couple of minutes left it is only a couple so uh, I, you sent me a, a video from one of your f- uh, friends in the US which was uh, which was uh, Willie and he uh, was very complimentary um, and said fantastic things about you know if you if you you need to get Keith he's fantastic he came all the way out to America and he did this and he did that and he was ju- you just need to you just need to get Keith was the was the very powerful message from him him. So tell us a little bit about that uh, journey in the quick sort of four minutes that we've got left.
2: Sure. Uh, in 2016, after this great journey from Mary to this, mm. I decided I need to make a decision of whether it was going to be IT going forward, speaking going forward, or music going forward. <laughs> and, so I, and so that's right. I already knew about IT. I didn't know enough about the others, and I teach people to go and find the truth. Mm. Don't, don't talk to your neighbour about whether you should – Going and rent a house or buy a house, talk to somebody who knows. And so I looked online and had previously read Dr. Willie Jolly's books and I liked his style. If you're going to find someone to give you advice, make sure you like the way they do it, their principles and their values. And so I found Dr. Willie Jolly and then I cold called him in America and said, here's <laughs> Keith Light from New Zealand. I'm sure he was excited to hear that. And so <laughs> If I come to the U.S., I'm trying to find out about the speaking thing. You're the number one speaker in the U.S., number one motivational speaker. I like to go to the top and find people that know what they're doing and the good mm. principles values. I've read your books. I like them. It's helped me a lot. Can I come and talk to you? And he said, Keith, if you come to the U.S., we'll have coffee. Mm. And so I flew to the U.S. without a dime. It's fair to say I didn't have a dime to my name. Mm. And that was exciting. I flew over there on a credit card and um, – Followed around Willie. There's a long story behind that as well, but spent really good time with Willie and his wife, Dee. We became friends. Uh, He taught me more in three days than I've learned in 30 years of speaking. Mm. Uh, He's still my friend. He's my mentor, uh, and he's just a really nice guy, and he is available for people to help if they want to reach out to him. That was an interesting journey of faith absolute faith and craziness people would say you what you jump on a plane to fly for a coffee to meet a guy you don't know with no money and you're completely mad yeah but, you know that's what we do isn't it? that's what you do Sally? you've jumped into this radio program with no clue and it's working out beautifully
1: yeah it's it's that extra having the ability to have extraordinary trust um and just and and leap um and i think uh, there's a number of us that are that are definitely kindred spirits in in that area as well and i think there's another key thing that you've said there which uh, t- taps into what i believe as well is that you find people with been there and done it experience not mm. your neighbor not the guy next door not the no. you, know, you know it's the people that have got proven been there done it experience so true so
2: true. Yeah. But people don't. They ask their family, friends, neighbours. That's who they're used to asking. And they say, oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Gee, I wouldn't go back to school and get a degree. You weren't very good at school. You shouldn't do that. Oh, OK, then I won't.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. I don't. wouldn't have gone out my front door if I think if I'd listened to other people being the black sheep of the family. <laughs>
2: There you go. And yes. look at you now. You're a host of a USA radio show based out of Australia. What is going on here, Sally? I
1: know. And speaking to people all around the globe, which is uh, which is fantastic, and uh, connecting with people that are very strong on purpose, that are inspiring others. So I um, can't thank yourself um, and uh, Lauren enough for, um, for sharing uh, as much as you have. Um, so just as we wind up, if you were to give um, – one single piece of advice to help people move forward or through or towards a new beginning, what would it be?
2: Well, don't die with your dreams inside you still resonates with me. And after my mother said it, I pursued that for my purposes. Don't die with my dreams inside you. And then as I realized I crossed over, there were many, many people, millions of people who were doing exactly that. Mm. So I transferred it to Making sure people don't die with their dreams inside you. And as a piece of advice, I can suggest to everybody that you do that. Mm. Because if you reach out to other people on their dreams, it makes all the difference. Because mm. you can actually, you don't know what impact you're having on that one person that day with that smile, that comment, that thank you, that gratitude. You just don't know. You could just change their life. You can change mm. their life and allow them to fulfill that thing they're chasing, or even just to keep them alive.
1: Mm. Very, very true. And if you're going through that self-discovery process and you're still wanting to do that a little bit in private, then we'll go back to Lauren's tip of just journaling and writing stuff out and unpacking the Keith or unpacking the Sally or unpacking mm. the you. Um, the unpacking is where the self-discovery is. It's not always um, pleasant. Um, I remember when I've gone through some unpacking of content processes, I've been crying in a fetal position in the corner, but when you get over those humps like anything is where the inspiration and where the the gold really, really comes from. So um, some great tips there. Um, Keep moving forward. Don't die with your dreams left in you. Help people on their journey uh, with their dreams that are in them to come out. Help people transform. Help yourself transform through journaling, through connecting with people that have got been there and done that experience and be inspired. And certainly tap into uh, Keith's app Speed, which is S-P-E-E-D. And Keith, just one more last time, tell us what Speed stands for, because that's always tickled me.
2: Short, powerful episodes of enthusiasm and determination
1: fantastic thank you very very much (laughs) it's been a pleasure folks it's been a pleasure listeners and i look forward to speaking with you and sharing more fantastic people uh with you next week on next week's episode so i look forward to chatting more next week thank you very very much
2: thank you bye bye
3: you too bye that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for joining us I trust you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern for more Success Secrets Exposed.